It's me, it's me, it's the authenticated, never duplicated, love to be calculated, king of being sensation of innovation, with a very special pod, damn it, after dark, breaking news edition, with uh, Brian Hughes, and, uh, like, I guess I'll let Brian spill the beans, I guess that would be the right thing to do in this scenario, Brian. Yeah, you know what, Mike, why don't, why don't, you know what, you were the one that was a... Okay, hold on, hold on, okay, thank you. Be my guest. Okay, here we go, ready? Yes, sir. You guys ready? I hope everyone's sitting down. And Brian, if you don't know what's coming right now, then you fucking deserve this. I'm, I'm as shocked as everybody. Brody Stanley is heading to the Seattle Sharks. <laughs> dun, dun, dun. Just kidding. No, um, we got a huge trade here in the Premier Baseball Association where Chris Hill is on his way to the Pacific Northwest. The key pieces going back in return, and boy, are they some big pieces. Um The number two prospect in the entire league, which is probably the number one prospect in the entire league, given his you know, his ability to pitch Mario, Mario, uh, Mario Beltran. nine pitch Beltran, if you will. Um, he's heading as the, as one of the key parts of the deal. Also, um, Garrett super Woosley. duper, 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 duper star. Um, Woosley, right? Yep. He's heading out as well. And he's ridiculous as well. He only makes under $5 million and he's yep. like six or, and, uh, then, Another nice uh, three-and-a-half star starting pitching prospect, um, Soto, AAA guy, who I kind of know Hector pretty Soto. well, Hector Soto. Which, it's kind of weird how you're just treating a guy you just got, though. That, that That's weird. Well, I mean – It's like almost as if, like, you thought of this before a time, ahead of time. Well, I mean, most people that listen to the, the podcast know that, that Bill and myself and, and Dennis worked out a three-team deal – um, something similar like that was able to be facilitated here. A lot of people probably wondering like, Hey Mike, why you have all this pitching? Why do you, why, why do you acquire none? Um, so we, you know, we've, we facilitated a trade in order to, um, ensure that I could get Soto because I knew it was going to be a key piece in dealing with the milkman. So yes, I was able to facilitate that trade. Um, and I do appreciate Disney um, assisting with that. So we were able to facilitate a trade. I traded so well, when you have a lot of money, Beltran, you're able to kind of do that. Yeah. And, and Wolseley, which is a ton to give up, which I know most people are going to say, but the thing is, and, and I think you can appreciate this. Freeman is 31. Um, uh, at the start of the season, Jarnigan is going to be 32. Like I have, my, my team is a veteran team. They're not a bunch of 23, 24 year olds. My, my window is now. So I went ahead and traded for the guy <laughs> so that Mike said is the best pitcher in the, in the league. And Chris you're, Hill. you're, you're all in. And then you're like, I told you before, like you're either all in or you're Brian all in. Like there's two levels of all in here. Absolutely. Um, it's really been a, a, a case this off season of, Catch me if you can. Throughout the entire league, actually, it's been a lot of shuffling of players across the, the the PBA. And Chris Hill landing in Seattle is just the next name. Um, he'll join a very very talented rotation of Thart, Parrish. You have Bowers is still in there. Garcia, if he can get healthy, you have Jones. Jones. Um, I at first I was worried because I I because I, I, I was like, why the fuck is he claiming Ward in Rule Five? And then I you have Winfield. You know, I'm sure he'll. Obviously, well, him and his power bats. It's probably, it's probably starting to make a little bit more sense now, right? Because 
we, you know, we obviously with Garrett Wolseley moving out, that doesn't, you know, Winfield is a more than capable outfielder for more sure. But we also need to, we also need to see what potentially we could have in a kid that I think is, is, is a, a piece that could be, you know, fairly attractive. And, you know, we, you never know how the kid's going to come, you know, is going to perform. So, um, you know, you we made a we need, lot of moves this off season and last off season to put yourself in a position to make these type of trades. The bottom, bottom line is, and, and, you know, I don't want to bore people to death with, with just my team, but the bottom line is, is well, I don't, I don't do anything. People over 10 hours of content, they can listen to you talk about your team for the first time in like <laughs> at, at length. Honestly. Well, I don't, I, you know, my thing is, is I don't, um, I'm not, I'm not, you know, your, your enjoyment in the game, obviously, because you've won something ridiculous, like. 25 championships is having year after year success. I don't care if my team is horrific the next four years, if I win one championship and I realize that, you know what, it's going to be that much sweeter if I'm able to do that in the toughest division right. in the, in the league. But I feel like, you know what, as much as I loved Biltron and I've been offered, I'm not kidding you probably by every GM in the league at one point in time or another, some, somebody has inquired about him. And for me to wait till he, finally well, makes the 100 pro change debut. up for me so yeah well and for him to finally make his pro debut and then be like oh, i'm gonna trade him it's not what i had in the cards but at the same time not very often do you have an opportunity to grab a, a I, legitimate number one guy can i ask you a question um in in the kind of window i am yeah absolutely did mario beltron fall out of favor after his uh nine game brawl in in september not at all you know what we actually we moved him up in the rotation he was going to be the number two guy <laughs> Um, this year behind Jones. We had a five-star developed. He's ready to go. Yeah, he's ready to go. Um, I think he's going to be, and that's, I think that that was one of the major, major um, so your reasons. Chris Hill, obviously, like you don't do this trade unless you think Chris Hill is going to be dope for the next five years. I, I think Chris Hill, and, and to be completely frank and honest, um, Chris Hill has four years left on his deal yeah, before, so not, before yep. he has a quote-unquote opt-out, so and I think before he's, he's probably opting player. out. Before he's a free agent. Right, not- because I know I know some people are like, oh, he's got a long contract. I think realistically I have four years before he potentially opts out. But I oh, kind of no. feel like – He's opting. There's he's timed with Jarnigan and with right. With that's all what guys. that's what I was gonna get at, Mike. Is is yeah. you know what my window I, I kind of look at is basically like a four year window. It's kind of funny, dude, because your teams and your contracts are all staggered out, and we've talked about this briefly, of course. But like you have a lot of players at the same time, and you have a lot of guys who are gonna be like still of age to be comp offered. So like Correct. if you have to recoup, if you have to recoup like six picks, like you have the players that are probably. That's, Not just guys who are available to obtain picks, but like that are likely to get those compensation picks. So, yeah, like okay, uh, <laughs> okay. So it's just a lot to take in. Like Chris Hill, and I say it's a lot to take in because you've kind of. I, I mean, I know that what our t- deal on the side with with a. With well, why don't you why don't you explain? Because you know what, I, I'm sure everybody's still mind blown. But you okay, know, so obviously, the, I needed the Soto. I needed the Soto piece right. from you. You didn't have quite. The, the package, obviously, you know, that to, to move the needle with, with Hill. But, but obviously, yeah. the milkmen were very interested in Soto. Right. So we kind of worked a deal. So why don't you just discuss the facilitation of the deal and, and kind of like what, what ended up transpiring there? Well, yeah. So I'm, I'm, I, I don't mind retaining money. Like, it, it's fine to me. But I also don't mind sending money out in the, in the front of deals. Now, Hill has $18 million to him the next seven years, right? So I the 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 twenty five and this is where it's going to get confusing because you're going to be like, well, why did you send the retention salary of twenty five percent? That was my idea. Knowing none was going back, I probably didn't need to do that. I was thinking it was going to be fifty percent off of the previous retention, but, think, but 
but I think also in fairness to you, Mike, I think that it's, it's a like good a protection in, piece. That's too. what I was going to say. It's like an insurance yeah. policy because if, yeah. if everything falls through and let's say I'm not well, able to trade. If everything falls through, I still, I still have a plus starting pitcher on a cheap contract. Right. But that's oh, what I'm fine. saying. Like if, if the Soto, if the trade doesn't go through with the milkman and I'm, I'm quote unquote stuck with Soto and you're quote unquote stuck with none, this is just basically a way of protecting yourself. So you have a starting pitcher for under $13 million a year. Like, well, like, that, well, 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 that, and now it even works out even as, I mean, more so as intended. Now, none right, comes back right. to Disney on a $19 million contract, 18 and a half. He leaves Disney with a 50, 50% retention. So basically, he goes back to Seattle, $9 million, thus cutting $9 million off his salary and thus sending me three or four prospects that are worth probably more money, upwards of $50, $60 million yeah. if they fully developed and about 30 to 35 $40 million if they don't. So. It's one of those, uh, you know, win-win deals, I think, for both parties. I'm basically buying my prospects in terms of retention versus mm-hmm. upfront cash, kind of like you saw earlier with the Dublin stuff. So it's yeah. just another way to do it. Um, and I'm actually a fan when you do deals like this, not to necessarily use cash available because now everything's going to be built into my actual money going forward. Right, versus, it's on your books. Versus kind of cheesing it and just grabbing the money via the pinpoint system, which is available to me, of course. Right, like right. But now if I want to go pinpoint out this $9 million that I have on my salary books for the next four years, um, I can just buy the pinpoints if I want to do that. Or if I continue to operate at $125 million surplus in money, right. I need to buy it. So it's fine. It's just a way to me to kind of fill out my payroll a little bit, even though I can never move that asset, that $9 million. Right. Um, it's a way to buy three or four prospects just for you know, the privilege of – Grabbing none. And honestly, to be honest, I kind of did it, did it as well because we're going to lock in ticket prices coming in soon. So now I'm also – It was helps you there too. It helps, helps me there a little bit. So it's going to help me sell a little tickets. That, like, mm-hmm. It's not going to be there. But you know, I, I did get that uh, that two, that I think. Bump. That two pump. Two or three pump bump, whatever you want to call it. Yeah. So it just kind of way I'm, I'm probably going to lose it when he gets traded. <laughs> but it, it, <laughs> I guess I didn't think about that. But it, it doesn't really matter on that, as far as that goes. So basically, the retention, the trade of none was to be sent to me to retain it, to send it back to lower down none's payroll to make his average annual value for you nine million dollars. Why would and it provide me and provide me soda to facilitate the other trade? Right. So basically, and you're getting back probably legitimately three top hundred fifty prospects. Yes, but even then, on top of that, like. I have so many pitching prospects, so losing Soto, who was ready to go now, versus two or three guys in my minors who will right. be ready to go in three, four years. have a ton of team control before they're even going to get to the it's point where of, they have to be on the 40-man. Yeah, it's kind of like a kicking the can down the road thing, as Gary likes right. to say. So we're just kind of doing that. Um, but, yeah, man, so Chris Hill obviously yeah, I mean, slid in with nine. I, and listen, with, with I Garcia, looked at right? – Garcia, you're Yeah, I looked at what Vancouver – you know, I mean, obviously you gotta you got to keep an eye on what you're – your fellow teams in your division are doing. That's what I do. Obviously, not or everybody Vancouver, does. Vancouver, by the way. But like, Azrat, dope, but then it's just like, eh. Yeah, Azrat Uki is, uh, mm. is, a, is a solid pitcher. But, you know, between Barrera and, and West, I think both of those guys proved to be pretty solid last year. And Vaughn, I just kind of realized, especially in this division, that I needed more pitching. Um, so, you know, being you say able this to now and then everyone's like, why the fuck would you trade none? Well, this is why you trade none. <laughs> right. I mean, like I said, he's coming back, but you know, this ben is Jones... the same thing, by the way, is trading prospects with like a salary attached. 
like this is the same thing. Yeah, it's you it, like a ten million dollar salary with like contracts. It's just a different. You can it's just do another it. Another way of doing it. You can do it right several different yeah. ways, but basically, this is no different than like you said, trading a player and a prospect essentially. It was so cash. hard when Gary's like, "Why did the fuck did you grab none? You have a lot of kids coming up. You you've been telling me you want to play people," and I'm like. Oh, because I, I needed like it's just it's it's been funny for me too. People asking me, I've had a couple of people ask me and be like, "No, I'm good." No, I I actually had a couple of people ask me as well. You know, like, "Hey, I thought you know he was going to be your ace, and I know is that the reason you didn't play him in the playoffs?" Like, I mean, I I've heard it all too. So like, I I get it. You know, Yo, people I've, are playing checkers. I'm just playing chess out here. I want to say absolutely. I you know I like I said I I hated honestly to move Beltran. Well, here's but, the thing too. By the way, Shane, just before you say that. Chris Hill was quote unquote available slash unavailable slash available like last season too a little bit not 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 theory. really available though no like no no but I had but, to blow but, him but, away okay correct but like available in the sense of I got a shiny toy anyone can make an offer oh look at all these other pieces I have over here kind of like the meme what I put what people say are available in right. trade like what really is available in trade so Chris Hill's name had been floated before from what I had heard and from what I was told by Shane like a lot of people had asked like over the last whatever. It's not a name that's came up once or twice. So for him to finally get moved, obviously, was for the package is pretty ridiculous. Now, if you're if you're actually Milwaukee, you're saving money, you're grabbing a pitcher who probably in two years, maybe not top ten, maybe not Chris Hill, but he, definitely a top fifteen, top twenty pitcher if he develops, which he should because he already is. You're grabbing a superstar outfielder who makes nothing, um, and you're grabbing another starting pitcher who, with the with with all your other young arms, is going to slot right in. Right. It's going to be super interesting to see exactly what he does going forward because he can either trade rights or he can keep them. I think with the money that he's just saved, he probably keeps them and probably should. That's what I was going to say. I think trades yeah. into becoming his number one because I think what this deal does is buys him the Some flexibility. Some people like trades better than hell to begin with. Just right. So. But I think I think this buys him the flexibility to be able to pay him because I don't think that when he had Hill on his roster – because he went to the third year of arbitration with trites that he could afford it to pay both those guys. You know what else so, is interesting about the trite stuff too, dude? Because like now, like he was negotiating from a position of no leverage with trites because of the huge injury and the UCL now he's got a leverage. Of it. And now he can be like, dude, like if trite, like he has all the leverage back, and if trites comes back and plays well, which he probably will, or even if he doesn't, but like now at least he gets to sit there and see if he can do it. Because if he does, then his value sky high again, like ridiculously high. Right. You can't trade Trites right now, obviously, just based on his perceived value around the league due to the injury. Um, I, I know myself and other GMs would probably still grant, greatly overpay, but like if he could rehab him, then it's even an even better trade. Then you have to pay him and then more prospects. Yeah. And honestly, I, honestly, honestly, Beltron's going to slide right into the role that Trites and Hill had. Now, granted, they're not going to, he's probably not better than both of them combined, obviously. But it's not like he's like trading away a legit number one and never gonna have one again. A lot no. of the times, at least in the NBA, like when you trade away a guy, like and it will take some someone fifteen years to get a guy like that again. Same well, thing the, you had for starting pitchers. Like you trade a guy like that, you may never get a guy like that again. He's got a guy like that again coming up and he's gonna well, be ready to go now. And the other and the other thing is too, like you said, Asshole. I mean, if you look at if you look at his starting rotation, I think Soto, honestly, is probably a guy that, that probably makes the rotation this year. I mean, I, I think he's well, better. He's what, better. Or out of three and a half? Like, he's really going out. Like I, yeah, I got, I got him. I had him as two and a half out of three and a half. I, I know a lot of people had him at two and a half out of four. Yeah. Um, you know, but, like, I think he's he's ready to go now. I think when you look at his – I think it, when you look at his um, rotation – I think the other thing that you have to consider, you know, with him is I, I, I think that there's a lot of guys in his rotation that um, are probably not 
necessarily the the stylistic type of player you would want for that ballpark let's just say that because you know like some of these guys you know neutral guys some of these guys fly ball pitcher guys like i don't know if you want that kind of pitcher in milwaukee so you know it's it's a a tomato tomato type thing but you know obviously he liked him for a reason i liked him I liked him for a reason too. I think he's a good pitcher. I love the fact that he throws 101 miles an hour. Like, so I, what's your I, rotation next year? So my rotation next year will be uh, Chris Hill, Ben Jones, Who? Rich, Ben Chris Jones. Chris yeah, Hill? Chris Hill. Oh yeah, he's pretty good. Yeah, I've 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 heard from a couple of people he's the best pitcher in the league, but we'll see. Uh-huh. Ben Jones, um, Rich Nunn. So uh, how, can I ask you a question? None being your only lefty in the rotation next year, or the only righty, right? So none will be a righty, but then you'll nope. have Jones, Dart, Bowers, and Hill as lefties. Like, I have so none's proponent for lefty. Like, it basically is nullified as well in the rotation. Correct. Plus, I have I have Dylan Parrish, who's uh, a kid that I'm really high on. That's right now for me, he's uh, two and a half out of four slot, stars. But but, but can Parrish slot to the to the bullpen and be exactly what Lepowski was for you last year? No. I, I, I see them differently because Dylan Parrish, for me at least anyways, he has four plus pitches. He's got 75 movement, and he's got 65 control. Like, he's a legitimate pitcher. If you look at his if you look at his FIP-adjusted stats from last year in over 80 innings, um, he had a he had an 85 FIP, FIP-adjusted last year. And, okay. you know, he's I, – I think he's, he's he like a sleeper, type. if okay. you will. Well, I guess I, I guess I was I, I have his movement at forty nine. Just so you know. Yes. Yeah. See, I, I have. Well, once again, I didn't say movement. I said control. His movement oh. for me is fifty one. His control is sixty five. Okay. I thought you said it was other way. Yeah. Down. Sorry. Right. But, but what I'm but what I am looking at is the rotation out of spring is what I'm saying. Like he could. Yeah. He could absolutely slot in. Still, as, uh, you still have Garcia as well, who now absolutely. becomes a high leverage option. Yeah, absolutely. Garcia will be a high leverage option. He'll be ready for the start of spring. Um, the biggest, the biggest question that, gives that you I another lefty as well, right? In the correct. Or no righty? He's a righty. Oh yeah, I, I apologize. Yeah, so he is a he is a righty. Um, I do want to touch on a couple other things, and yeah. I appreciate all the uh, sharks talk for sure. But I do want to touch on two things that I think are pretty interesting and hot button topics that most people will um, appreciate. You, you do really know where Brody Stanley's landing? No, but I talked to a couple unnamed GMs. um, Well, you know, but sources and I'm not, you know, obviously we're not going to disclose because that's part of the show is we want people to feel comfortable giving us Intel so we can kind of spread to the masses. But I've talked to multiple GMs that are saying Suzuki's contract will be in excess of 30 million. He's going to end up with a three or four year deal, probably between 32 and 35 million. Mike, do you think that's, do you think that's legitimate or do you think that that is just off season fodder? To I drive mean, I know up? that if someone wants to pay him 30 plus million dollars, they better get behind me in line. I mean, if you're going to go, if you're going <laughs> to, I mean, after losing none, I'm going to need the popularity boost, but I mean, all joking aside, anyone that doesn't bring, doesn't consider bringing Suzuki in, isn't doing themselves a disservice i mean he's only going to cost if you're a revenue sharing team you know at least starting at a second rounder i mean yeah so if you're if you're looking to add a oops if you're looking to add big money to suzuki um getting mm-hmm. line, there's a lot of teams i know that are in on 30 plus million that's, like- what I, that's what i'm saying though i just thought it was interesting and wanted to share that because you know we you know obviously we know some of the teams you know it, it populates the names i've had, i've okay so i've had two teams tell me they're 30 plus on him not including that's myself. 
That's what I was gonna say. He's, I, he's probably pushing closer to forty. That's to what I was honest. gonna say. I I had I had one GM basically tell me that he is going to sign him. He doesn't care how much it costs. So well, unless you're giving him like honestly, twenty million over like six or seven seasons, which I don't even think is fucking crazy for Suzuki, given his ratings are so high. I know he's thirty-seven. I'll be thirty-eight. But if someone gives it to him, you do the first couple of years and you just eat the last couple, which right. That's fine, whatever. You just it sucks, but you just eat it if you think you're in one now mode. But like, correct. I mean, yeah, Suzuki's gonna make a lot of money. Like he's really good still. Yeah, absolutely. Like, I, I mean, like I don't even want to go with that. <laughs> he is no, he is really good, and that's that's what, that was what my question was going to be regarding Suzuki, right? Yeah. So I, I know that you have kind of tinkered with the idea. You have a ton of money. You've also been in the league a while. Obviously, th- this guy is clearly right. Like clearly the greatest player that's ever played in the, the PBA is that would, would you say that's fair? I mean, considering if you I know there's a lot of great alone, he's won basically seven of the eight years and the one year he didn't win, he had a 10.6 war. So yeah. Right. I was going mean, to say, if, if you're just cheesing it that way, right. His or OPS if, is a story, dude, his, his OPS was his worst of his career last year and it was a 989. Like, right. And I was like, what do you want from me? Like, right. And I was going to say, the other thing is the league has been in existence for eight seasons and, and it says his injury proneness is only normal but dude plays 100 fucking 40 plus games a year like i don't know what you want right and what i like, what i what i was getting at that i wanted to kind of throw out there if you will mm-hmm. is the fact that in eight seasons at, um in the pba he's won the mvp title six times like he I probably mean, should have been should have been it honestly should have been seven but the one year in 2020 was that montoya year where he had like 89 home runs and fucking right. Honolulu and that and and then obviously before, last year Brian if you but Brian if you thought Bill was mad now like my lord you should have <laughs> saw been Bill losing his shit then like this motherfucker is gonna Bill didn't, Bill didn't like 75 home runs being hit in a year no my dude like he was like on pace for 100 home runs through like July like it he slowed yeah. down but like that's 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 not fun <laughs> yeah so that might what what the last question like I had for you Regarding Suzuki, because you know, oh, I, I, I'm, gonna go. I no, 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 no. I'm not. I'm not in on him, obviously, for obvious reasons. I've got money tied up in pitching and everything else. But my question to you is: is clearly people are willing to give this guy 30, 35 million. The question is, how many years do you think it's going to take in order to secure Suzuki? So if it's 30 million, it's going to take at least four years. If it's 20, 25, it'll probably be out to six or seven. I, which I think is nuts. It's a big commitment, but. I mean, if you're gonna pay someone, might as well pay someone. I guess. I guess it really. I guess it really comes down to like how the game engine like uh, values. Well, the game engine is gonna fuck it up. Don't worry about that. That's what I was gonna say because if I offer you like let's just say fifty million dollars year one, and I offer you a three year deal, and then twenty five each year after that, or somebody else offers you thirty million a year for six years, like wouldn't you want the opportunity to come back into free agent and the AAV be higher? Of course, the but the game is deal? stupid. Yeah, the game is stupid, though. <laughs> no, I know that, and I've actually seen that happen already. <laughs> Excuse me, once in um, a previous free agency. So, I am curious to see uh, Suzuki because I'm kind of in agreement on you. Like, I honestly, and I could be completely wrong, but I really don't think four years is going to get this done. I really think. <sighs> I mean, somebody I mean, is going okay, to have so to give like five or fifth year. Options, That's what I was right. going to say. I think you're going to have to go. He's going to get. Year. He's going to get at least. At least two, probably three guaranteed. I'm I'm saying I'm saying it's going to take a five year deal, and I think it's still going to be close to thirty. If Obata's you look at the amount two. of 
if yeah. you look at the amount of buzz around this guy right now, there is at least when does Suzuki have free agency ever in real life? Five years. No, yeah, that's what I'm saying. It's like when is Mike Trout hit free agency? It's you're who gives like, a fuck if he's 38? Just pay him. Like right, that's what I'm saying. Like the way the game engine works, like. Like you said, like realistically, this guy at 44 is going to probably still be an all-star player. If, like he's just if, that if, good. Yeah. Well, we got to remember too, dude, like this is why I was talking with Bill. This is why usually when you start a file, you sim like 15 to 20 years, like to get all those super duper ridiculous players out of the game. And then you go back and redraft and clear off histories right. because now, because, because now it sucks in the sense that we'll never have records that are obtainable. Like, honestly, like we may hit some of the longevity stuff. Right. But like the single season stuff, like we're never. It's it's just it's gonna be okay, right. It's we'll, gonna be it's gonna be impossible probably for somebody to hit eighty nine home runs again, right? Just, well, not even just that, but some of the other things. But yeah, it's just like they're they're so far ahead. Like it's not. Yes, I did. I don't want to fucking put Bill into uh, okay nursing home. So so then so here here's the next question, real quick. Other free agency primer question to you. And I don't want to probe on this 2D because I, I have a feeling that you may be one of the teams interested. I don't know I, where Brody Stanley's going right now. I just don't. Okay. Obata. Yeah. So is it like, I know you can't have a bad one year deal and we've already talked about this. Like I said, our well, opinion, if, if two, some people think you can, I don't right. know. Like if you have a two year deal, right. But like one's a team no, option. A bad two year deal really. It's fucking you blink and it's done, but go on. But I'm saying like you have a two year deal, but one's a team option the second year. Like, uh-huh. so Obata at 30 million, like it seems just insane to me. But if you're a mm-hmm. team that's like, quote unquote, like in win now, like he's 37 is $30 million. Like, like, am I crazy? Cause like, there's like four or five teams that are in on Obata right now. Where else are they going to spend their money? They're like, well, he's like one of the only guys without a comp pitch attack. That's why he's going for so much. I, I get it. Yeah, I get it. But my question is, is a lot of these teams like, and it's just, funny, right? Cause he's getting more attention than the other guys getting who's 29 and not correct. But, but what I was going to say is if you, and I totally agree with you on the comp pick, but my, what I was going to say is if, if you are after a guy like Obata, right? Because you're looking for that short term deal, 30 million a piece or whatever. In my mind, I'm thinking like, Okay, so yes, you have to trade some substantial pieces, but like, isn't a trade for a guy like Chris Hill, who's 28, who's like average $12 million a year for four seasons, like, like, even if you have to give up a couple pieces, like, doesn't that make more sense than spending $40 million (laughs) or $35 million a year on a guy like Obata? Well, yes, yes, it does. Like, I don't know. <laughs> well, like, no, I mean, I'm not trying to, but like, I, I'm just saying, like, I'm surprised. So, like, it depends on the money stuff, too, dude. And it depends where your finances are. It depends right. how you're structured. Like, I personally, like, would prefer Chris Hill because he's Chris fucking. Hill. I would have, I would have never thought, like, I'm just telling you, before free agency hit, I would have never, literally zero chance, I would have never thought Obata get, got $30 million. At this point right now, I think he gets 35. Like, that's insane, and I know it's a one-year, quote-unquote, two-year deal, but, like, $35 million, like, you're legitimately talking about a fifth of your salary on a 37-year-old starting pitcher. Want to hear some like, fun like stats Like, a fifth, right a fifth of your <laughs> – no, go ahead. I'm just – I no, no, I'm not trying to cut you off or even shift you in the wrong no, direction. No, 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 but, I, but I, you I, get I what I'm saying, right? Yeah, no, I hear what you're saying, and I know we've touched on it a few times. And I know Gary likes to limit me because I'm like, there's no such thing as a bad year, bad, bad one-year deal. I just keep going back to the same thing, my man. I, I think it just depends on how everything is structured. I don't think there's a right or wrong answer in this scenario. I right. really don't. 
I, I think I guess like my, I like guess my preference would be the way you lean, but that doesn't mean that we're right. I no, and I don't. It's not about being right or wrong. Oh, it I is guess, about fuck you. It's about being right. <laughs> I guess what I'm getting at, right, is I'm surprised that there wasn't more action on the trade Hill? front. No, no, not just Chris Hill. Like, listen, I could go through like you already know because obviously we prep for the show, but like, there's legitimately like you ten or. There's le- yeah, <laughs> there's legitimately like ten starting pitchers, right? That are legitimately five WAR players that are on teams that probably are going to be struggling to make the playoffs or not make the playoffs. Now, Willie Spawn needs to be. Why? That's okay. Perfect example. I reached out to Archie like nine hundred and four. Are we going to do this? Like, can we wait for the next podcast? Because like, yes. I don't think I have like an hour and a half to go over why mm-hmm. these players are still on teams. And no, I. I get it, but what I'm saying is, is listen, if you're going to dole out, and granted, I understand we don't know all the, the backstory, but I'm saying, like, if you're going to dole out $60 million over two years to Obata, like, look at Spawn's contract. Like, he's at $11 million now. He's 27. Yes, you're going to have to give up a piece, just, just but wouldn't you rather get Spawn? Correct. Some of those teams don't have a lot of pieces, man. Like, I don't know what to tell you. Like, yeah. not everyone's at the same Point okay. of the franchise's arc to do that. So, hey, I, well, hold on, I, I, I got some stats for you real quick though, before we just head off of this shit. Okay, and I do have a couple things for you. So go okay. ahead, you go first. Well, my set's not really important. Just like I'm clicking through stuff because we we're talking about leaderboard stuff. Um, would you be surprised to know that... Uh, where did you go? Would you be surprised to know that Brody Stanley has the 23rd most hits of all time? Mm. I kind of am. I'm surprised. Yes. Okay. Would especially you be surprised with, to know that Jason Robinson has draft. the? Fifth, would you be surprised to know Jason Robinson has the fifteenth most hits all time? That was when I was like, huh. I'm, listen, I'm I'm still surprised, but like you know how I feel about Jason Robinson. Like you've already you've already said like he's my man crush. If I didn't have a center fielder, like I would have a center fielder right now. Would you like? To, would you be surprised if I told you Billy Ramos was two hits away from having the second most hits in a season all time? That's Nope, that's we've nutty. talked about that shit. That's nutty, times. but that's why I voted him as one of my top three. One of your top. Year. I just wanted a top five vote. God damn it! Would you be surprised to know that Shane Carver in twenty twenty six had a top thirty season? Wow. There, there. Well, fair hits. Um, there, there's a lot of fun stuff, man. Like, I, I try not to look at the history stuff too much because I'll just, I really like that stuff, so I'll just get lost. No, but, but I, I think that that kind of stuff's cool, and I would love to hear more of those so uh, stats moving forward. forward. Sal Figueroa is only 100 hits behind Suzuki, and he's, like, nine years younger for all-time hits. Right. So, no, like, I don't even think Figueroa gets to eh, – Figueroa has an outside shot at 3,000. I, I don't know. I, I think, listen, as, as long as Figueroa's contract is – like, I think he still has, like, another six years or some crazy shit. Like, as long as his contract is, and if you look at what he's profiling each year, which is realistically, like, almost 200 hits – like he's probably going to get legitimately, like without exaggeration, like another thousand to another eleven hundred hits, right? So for the record, it is my fault when we when we go off topic, just so everyone knows. But but, but, I, but I you but you get what I'm saying, right? Like yeah, he's I going do. to he's going to hit at least. Ooh, here's a good one. Go ahead. Can you name? <laughs> no. Can you name the two pitchers to have twenty plus wins in more than one season? The two pitcher on the same organization? Uh, no, there's no one just of them history. right now. Just, just well, history. I know, I know, Chin had twenty wins this year. Yeah. Um, he's done I it twice. 
Oh, has he? Okay. I was going to say, I know Chin did it this year. Um, the other one I'm going to struggle with a little bit. I'm He's a free agent. I was going to say, is it uh, – oh, give me a sec, give me a sec. It's the long – it's like uh, Yoshim Moody or no, – no, It's our dude, Obata. Oh, is it Obata? Okay. Uh-huh. And kind of in Kentucky nonetheless. Okay, okay. So He's led a... the league in wins three times. Like, I don't know, he has 18 wins or more three out of four out of the eight seasons, so – so this is a super this is a super deep uh, pitching free agency, but I think we would both agree it's not a super deep like uh, bats right like there's there's like you three, gotta get creative to go find bats correct there's like, like three or four guys that are really good but like once you get past those top three or four guys like they're gonna be gone in a hurry so I do think that you know. Maybe not right this second, but we may see some trades and some movement down the road. But I did want to throw out a couple of things that I have heard. So I have heard that uh, your former your former player that there is uh, some trade negotiations going on um, for uh, Stuffy, uh, a player Stufi. that Stufi, if you will. Yeah. yeah. So apparently, I don't know if somebody else liked him more than um, Vancouver, but but no, Vancouver the... just said, "Oh shit, I have a lot of players." Yeah, so so some of the rumblings uh, around the league, if you will, and around their front offices is that uh, Poto Stuffy is uh, a potential candidate to be moved. Uh, Has he been you know, told not to unpack? Uh, yes, he's actually staying in the team hotel, which I think <laughs> is a probably a good you know gives you a good idea of where you stand with the team. Um, so, and I also heard that um, their youngster. Steven Beardsley, I think it is. I think that we're going to see a, a pretty lucrative long-term deal with him pretty soon. Um, also out Beardsley, of Tampa. Really? Yeah. Also out of Tampa Bay. The outfielder? Yep. The center fielder. Also uh, out of Tampa Bay. Um, I've been told inside the yeah. organization that the team is very much looking to add power to the lineup. Um, and I think that they would prefer to add two bats that are power bats so although i kind of said like hey go after so Suzuki, what the fuck is kentucky doing then if he knows that fucking tampa and Rusa I, doing all this shit what the fuck is he doing listen i you know what dennis dennis has a plan he just hasn't told anyone about it like they're very tight-lipped in kentucky has he um, told himself i'm not sure you'd have to ask bill i'm but just knowing I, they have some I'm, really I'm, I'm, hey it's dennis some again really please get the names nice, right I'm, I'm just giving you a hard time i said dennis i know but then you said bill again no, no, no. I said because I was about to say Bill Walker. I was going to start talking about one of the moves he made this offseason. So why the fuck did you pay Edwin Gasca when Riso Nas doesn't even have a fucking long term contract? Well, the Gasca deal happened like what was it last year? I'm done with this shit. Like I really like Kentucky's roster. I defended it with Rubenstein and Urias and Villanueva. I think they got all you know. He's lucky because the top three guys with Rubenstein, Urias, and Villanueva can just fucking. I feel like his roster is where mine's going to be in like three or four years. Oh, I hope you're like, not paying that... three outfielders $20 million. <laughs> no, but but you know what I'm saying? Like, you're at that point where it's like you're still Zinger. trying to – But I'm saying, like, you're at that point where you're, like, still no. trying to hold on, but you're like, mm, uh, I, I don't, I don't know. not actually, quite I'm, in a rebuild I'm just, yet. I, I, I'm actually just interested to get Dennis on the podcast and discuss Kentucky because they won and then they came back and they won, and it's interesting – Hey, you know what? I would, I'd sell my soul. I'd sell my soul though to be where Dennis is. He's got a PBA championship. Who's gonna be in his rotation though next year? Uh, McDormand for sure. Okay, but who else outside of McDormand? Like, Hickey. 
Sabrata makes 19. I don't know, man. I, I feel like I feel like Dennis has a nice ass lineup, but I feel like he has a lot to do this offseason pitching wise. And I don't yeah. think he has any money to do it. Well, I, I think mean, Dennis is I think Dennis's biggest problem is yeah, he's he's very financially strapped. So I have is, this pitching 24 2020. That's not great. Yeah. I think I think realistically, and I think you would agree with it. I heard he has Bill Walker at first base, and I heard Bill Walker's dope. Yeah, I, I think well he's a he's a plus plus defender. I think took he's going to Yeah, he took a long way to the bigs. I'm pulling for him. I think that Walker's gonna be a three war guy for him. I really do. I think he's gonna break out and I'm saying it now, he'll be a three war guy for him. He'll I'm be gonna a, say a Chris solid contributor. Gonna, I'm I'm gonna say Chris Rubinson's gonna make the uh the all star team next year. It's gonna to be tough though in the outfield, man. Look at look at what look what he, I mean. If you look at what he's Who's going not gonna up vote against, for a good story. I'm gonna vote for a good story. Well, yeah, but we don't. We're not talking about stories. People are gonna go in there and look at the, the what do you mean? Stats. That's what the All Star Game is. You vote for the popular, cool guys. You don't vote for stats in the All Star Game. Yeah, uh, not in this league. <laughs> yeah, no shit. We got all these fucking nerds over here. <laughs> okay, so I got one other thing that I wanted to talk about with you real quickly, and that Uh-oh. is. So um, talk to, I talked to Vegas and this is uh-huh. one thing that, this is one thing that I find interesting. How, so mad, Vegas, is how, how mad is he? Mark? Let's be honest. We're not, we're not, we're not, I'm not. We're not stirring that. the pot. By the way, I don't know if they're mad at each other or not. Can, I've never seen the deal. For, hey, I've not, I don't know if they're mad at each other. I've actually never, I've actually haven't talked to either one of them about it, but I, I've never seen a, I've never seen a, 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 a trade deal breakdown like that. Well, especially where Gary's like. After it was confirmed? Like, like, well, after it's confirmed, and then it's like fucking two days later, and he's like, hey, oh, uh, I guess I'm just removing this, right? Yeah, like, he's just like, oof. I, mean, so oof. I, I talked to I talked to both GMs, mm-hmm. and I'm I'm not going to spill the beans per se, but let's just, like we said before, I Who think that... Say that. Do you start with an S or an M? Just don't, uh, don't, don't tell everyone really what just... Yeah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give you this one I'm going to tell you. One of them was definitely madder than the other one. Um, I, I I honestly though, all kidding aside, I, I did talk to one of them. I I, I, I talked I to both of them. More, I think it was more more over confusion than anything else. Yeah, well, and and that's this communications happen through text. Yeah, and that that's the hard part, right? Because one. But I mean, if you say you're going like to do something mis- and they don't do it, that's pretty clearly right. That's what I'm saying. It's like one person feels like it's a miscommunication, yeah, the other person feels like it's deliberated. You know, it kind of. Well, I know, know I'm like not to saying do deliberate stuff to mess with people in this league. No, I get it, and I'm not saying yeah. that that's what happened. I'm just saying that's what. You know that's how it's like uh, that's how trade that's how that's how trade trade talks in the future break down, right? But getting back to Vegas because Here's a question real quick, one more question. Uh, long as it's not about this, go ahead. Okay, where do you think Brody Stanley signs? Oh my God, I hate Brody Stanley. <laughs> he was like, "Can someone just fucking sign him already?" <laughs> Literally, if you know what, I have the money. I might just sign him so we don't have to talk to talk about him anymore. No, but then we're gonna talk like, about his fit. It's gonna be it's gonna be great. <laughs> I'm gonna okay. Listen, I'm gonna sign him and put him in. I'm gonna put him in rookie league, oh. so he could just sit down there and just just rot of talent. I will track his stats. You'll track it. You'll be like, man, he's tearing it up in rookie league right now. Brody Stanley, <laughs> re, re, he he he's re, re, rejuvenating himself. But hey, no, all no all all kidding aside. Yeah, the 30 year old is rejuvenating his career. <laughs> hey, have you heard of Brady Anderson? It happens. Yeah, I I, I got gotcha. you. Um, listen. I think Stanley. I think Stanley would be the perfect type of guy for Rusa, because I think he needs he needs a little pop. I don't think he cares a ton about having the super high on base percentage, but he wants. Um, he seems to be he seems to be more concerned about he defense. Needs to go somewhere where he can start. Yeah, 
Because no, he needs, I, yeah, bats. Because if because if he plays, he's gonna put up a nice war. If he plays, well, and that's that's kind of what I wanted to get get to with Vegas. Let's talk about Vegas because I'm 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 already bored with Stanley. So, Vegas, I th- I thought this was interesting. So I've talked to Vegas on more than one occasion, but I actually talked to them today specifically about a player. Hey, would you be interested in this guy? And I thought it was interesting because Vegas specifically told me he fits exactly the profile that I look for from an offensive standpoint, but uh, Vegas is very, very big on defense. Right. And I understand, like you said, it's built into the game. It's part of the game. Like you have to consider it, right? Y'all play defense to a degree. Right. Me personally. Totally. But I do find it somewhat interesting that you're saying that defense is a major consideration on your targets, yet you're trying to sign Suzuki, who, I mean, listen, if there's one part of his game that I think we can um, all agree on. You realize on, Suzuki can DH, right? I, I get that. I understand that, that Suzuki could DH, but if we're, if we're, if we're being honest, look at, look, at his, look at his lineup right now. I know Look he at has Vegas Davis off top of my head, right? No, he, he has Ty Cobb in left field. What are you gonna you gonna take a twenty four year old kid that's coming off rookie of the year and you're gonna you're you're not gonna play him in the outfield? You're you're no. not gonna you're not gonna you're sure. gonna move him? Sure. So no. Clearly, clearly he's paying him just to DH, but I'm saying I just found it funny because he was saying that that uh defense is a major factor for Vegas. And that's very clear by the the genetic makeup of the team. But, you know, I'm just saying – I'm only saying that to show the value of Suzuki, right? Kind of reiterating back, like he's essentially – Not many essentially, guys can get a pure $35 million DH contract. That's what I was going to say. That yeah. Thank you. I was making a roundabout way. but the fucking point. I mean – Yeah. No, that thanks, Mike. I, just I, just I'm slapping. the guy who talks in circles, so don't, List, don't – Literally, that's what just happened. No, but 30, $35 million to strictly DH, like that might be the highest contract like this, this league will ever see. Not just but now, do but it even be- in the future. Well, Vegas can do it because as I'm looking, he has like 10, uh, 15 players with like nine-year contracts. So he can do whatever he wants. He's great now, won 109 games. Everybody on his team is signed for seven plus years. So it doesn't matter. He has all the money. His his payroll is nothing. Like it's right. fine. He no, his payroll. Million, he has $115 million in payroll, right? Right. And his payroll first, is pennies. Absolutely. Like he first, has, he only has one guy paid over $10 million. No, and they're all five-star players. So whatever, like who cares? No, I'm but, not saying who cares. I'm saying who cares. But like, you, but you understand what I'm saying. Like most people, if you look at their financial sheet, most people have multiple guys over ten million dollars, right? Like you kind of. I'm saying Vegas le- legitimately only up. has one guy over ten million, and that one guy is due to come off the books at the end of next year. I feel like Sean fucked up because he has Tony Nunez, who I don't know what the fuck. This guy's making $5.8 million. He just got paid through arbitration. He has no options remaining. He's bar- oh, he has one option remaining, but he's buried in double A, and he got made $6 million. Like, is that like a – we like? Hey, what? listen, not for nothing, but you know what, Tony – Tony Nunez, does he have information on Sean? Listen, like, I was going to say, listen, I really wish you wouldn't have said anything because as Tony Nunez's agent, I get 25%, so we were kind of hoping to slip through another – My dude, that is the worst $7.2 million next year. Do you see that? That's terrible, right? Well, you know, it's, it's – No, only... look at his fucking ratings. It's terrible. Listen, 
It, it hit a fucking point. Minus it's, one more. It is. Mind. It's the ratings are in the eye of the beholder. Like if oh, you can 38, make, 33, listen, 50, if you can make, if you can make $5.6 million a year for playing double a ball, like more power to you. Okay. So uh, hold on. I, I need to note something. So I have right here, every podcast, bring up Brody Stanley. I don't have notes. I just have one sheet that just says bring up Brody Stanley. I'm now adding, <laughs> ask about Tony Nunez. Tony Nunez. <laughs> Here's here's the real question, right? Like when when one of us interviews when one of us interviews Sean, what the fuck we, is up with Tony? Yeah, we we got to bring this up. Be like, listen, you have all these guys, like five star guys, getting paid like Dude. five million. How how do they feel that Tony Nunez is making more than them in Double A? Um, well, first of all, if you look, he's durable, and uh, his performance, he's unhappy with his performance, so he expects more out of himself, which is a good sign. Yeah, well, I mean, if you're getting .7 war in AA, I would expect what? more of you, too. So that was just a mistake, right? Like, he did, he missed it. He just didn't cut it. I, I, yeah, I was going to say, that's that's got to be a mistake, but here's or, what I'll say. Or? Or? There's, there's really no or. There's he knows no something or. about something he's not. To, yeah, was maybe he's Tony got some Nunez photos. the linchpin in the breaking down between Cologne and Vegas? Like, really, what's going on here? Like, yeah, let's I get to the bottom of it. I don't know, but I will tell you, from like you Mex- said. He, he, he's from Hermosillo. Sanada, which is a, a district or whatever you want to call it in Mexico. So, I mean, maybe. I mean, you know how they do down in Mexico, Listen, drug dealers, all, families. You know what? All I'm going to say is great show. No, but all I'm going to say is kudos to Sean. Gary's like, I live Because I, I don't have the ability to pay uh, anybody $6 million to be in double A because I'm too strapped. So, kudos to him that he's got enough money to pay kids dude he's just fucking hiding though man he hasn't played in the big league since 2022 he's just hiding down there like they can't find him to give him his papers he can't he can't be served with his his arbitration papers yeah he hasn't been in the big league since 2022 where he put up a i I do think you're right though right like like he must have had so many guys in rb that like he just didn't even notice because like there's no way he meant to pay this kid six million dollars or or I'm going to use it as another theory. He plans to push up really high against the cap, and that $6 million is great for trading out salary. Mm, yeah, I'm not buying that. Uh, well, <laughs> I mean, I, I appreciate Sorry, it. Sean. Yeah, I'm not buying that. I'm not buying that a 30-year-old double-A left fielder. But he's an with... RB, so it's an expiring contract. I mean. Yeah, but I'm still not buying it. Uh, I'm, not, I'm not buying it at Hold all. Hold on. This is my daughter's uh, scouting profile. Here we go. Nunez, who was drafted in the third round of the 2019 draft, was born in Mexico. His power, slightly above average. He handles the routine plays well and won't hurt his play defensively. Now, we know how he feels about defense. He takes a massive cut at the dish, but a strikeout a lot. He is a top-tier minor league. Look, listen, are you ready? This is why. He okay. has top-tier minor league skills and will compete for a reserve role at the major league level. So clearly... Clearly, your daughter is much higher married, than him. He's married He's married to the owner's daughter of the Victoria Speed. And there, that Listen, has to be it. Your daughter must be much higher on him than, than, than my scout because my scout literally says... I'm not even kidding you. It's like three lines. It says, Nunez makes the most of his limited tools, but is likely that he'll never, he won't be enough to hold down a regular job. That's it. Like, he's just like, yeah, I'm not even wasting my time scouting this kid. Well, my daughter's like very, she's a kind heart. She has a very good soul. So she's, she's, I mean, she's very, well, you know what? Hold on. We're going to end the podcast in like 20 seconds, but I need to do something really quick. Let me click on Brody Stanley. Okay. Brody Stanley Brody, is a Brody center watch. fielder and an eight-year Premier Baseball Association League veteran who just got paid and currently seeking a team. He has the strength to hit for big league power with 45 home runs a season. He is a very sure-handed and reliable center fielder. 
He is quick on the base path. Stanley looks like an above-average Premier Baseball Association League starter. Aside from last year, those are all true. Yeah, my 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 scout says he possesses. Uh, says he uh, he always provides his team with good, consistent defense. He possesses a good power swing and will hit more than his share of home runs. He is quick on the base pass. Stanley looks like an average Premier Baseball Association starter. Chris Hill is a 28-year-old starting pitcher from Warrenville Heights, Ohio. He now plays for the Seattle Sharks. He features a fastball that is off the charts, a plus slider, a plus forkball, a serviceable changeup, and a fringe curveball. He has premium stuff and will be an ace on most teams. I'll take it. Well, you got none, so, I mean, clearly <clears throat> he's number two on your team. <clears throat> I like how wait, you wait, said question. that. Qu- you question, got none. Question. Question, question. Here we go, question. Are you ready? Okay. This is like people have been listening to the entire podcast because they want the answer to this one question. Can you confirm right now that if you are lucky enough to make the playoffs, that uh-huh. Chris Hill will be allowed to pitch a playoff game if he's healthy? I guess you'll have to tune into the next episode. Dun, 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 dun. <laughs> and hey. Can, can, hey, and uh, by the way, I'm going to put up a side podcast tonight, I think, at like 2 in the morning of where I just go randomly through and read people's scouting reports. Right? I Who's not going to listen to that? Hey, listen, at this point, guys, somebody signed Brody Stanley. Like, we're looking – this is the Adopt Brody Stanley Foundation. <laughs> like, he, he's 30 year, years old. He's got seven kids. He's kind of like Philip Rivers. Like, he, he's got bills oh, to pay. That's, that's, like, that's, seriously, somebody, somebody adopt this guy – so that he can play baseball for you. Let me read Suzuki's and then we can get out of here. You ready? Sure. Ishiro Suzuki is a 37-year-old sex icon from Osaka, You're Japan. You're lying. You're lying. <laughs> <laughs> Don't make me go into Photoshop mode. Players around the league marvel at his hitting ability. His power grades out as plus plus. He'll watch bad pitches sail by, waiting for a pitch he can handle. Suzuki is a very good player overall. You know what's even great? I'm gonna do this, but read it with like my like pat like my fun voice. What should I call that podcast? Mike reads players scouting reports. Like, should it be some super long title? Yeah, or you know what? Like that, Mike that, make things sound sexy. Like, I was gonna say that that sounded super well thought out. Mike reads player scouting reports. That's like literally what you're doing. <laughs> well, you just told me that apparently we're supposed to be prepping for these podcasts. So, I'm a well, little Suzuki. Nervous. Listen, Suzuki for me it says. He's a 37-year-old right fielder who, who was born in Osaka, Japan. Kids admire and attempt to emulate his perfect swing. He possesses game-changing power. He has a plus eye that should lead to drawing uh, a substantial amount of walks. Suzuki has the tools to profile as a premium, oh, a premier right fielder. I'm telling you right now, he does not have the tools to be a premier right fielder. Or, it's an old scouting report. Or a left fielder. Or, oh, good. Or anything else. Okay, and it's I'm doing not, Carver real quick. It's not an old scouting report because this scouting report is from 11-27-2026. It's less than a month old. Here we go. Shane Carver is a 22-year-old first baseman currently playing for the Cleveland Spiders, though many believe he'll be traded. He has the bad speed and narrow <laughs> control combined to read hard line drives gap to gap. Don't know what that means. He has quick hands and can hit for plus power. His eye grades out above as average. Carver is a middle-of-the-order force who shouldn't have a problem holding down a starting job. So, <sighs> Shane Carver is a six-foot-six <laughs> first baseman who, who was chosen 14th overall by the Cleveland Spiders in 2024. Although he plays for the Cleveland Spiders, Carver has attempted multiple oh times to request a trade to Noah Vell. <laughs> he is upset, aggravated, angry, and wants more Shut money. Up. Shut up. What? I don't believe you. You know what? Don't make me learn how to Photoshop. 
Okay. Hold All right, on. guys. I think wait, wait, wait. I think last I think thing, we've pestered thing, people la- enough. Go last, ahead. You you last thing. Go ahead. Okay. Last thing. Um. So they always say how true and accurate are the the preseason predictions. Let's see. It had Oakland in first, Vegas finished in first. It had Las Vegas in second. It had Oakland finishing in second. New York was finished to finish third, picked to finish third, and we all know he didn't finish third. Honolulu, they had picked to finish fourth. They finished third, and Disney was fifth and sixth. Um, just, so you know, ju- ju- just so you know, and, I, and we're not going to get on the, the, the cheating stuff because whatever, but Bill has been saying for a long time that couldn't have done anything about it. Well, the game even predicted Palmetto with his shit-ass fucking – spring training roster to finish with 63 wins and he had 47 so that doesn't show intent and kiss my ass sorry how to get out there just saying anyways all right stay tuned for tonight the first edition of mike reads things Let's holy cow guys i i the 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 podcast went a little off the rails tonight and i do apologize about that but uh, i mean mike... do you hear what we started talking about to begin with wait can i read one more south figueroa and then i'll be done i promise south figueroa uh, i thought you already read south figueroa I, maybe to you personally on the side. Okay, Sal, Sal Figueroa is a 29-year-old sex icon. Currently, <laughs> maybe I should just say that for everybody <laughs> playing for the Paris Saint-Germain. He can hold his own against any pitcher. His strength and a good plane allow for above-average power because, you know, chicks take the long ball. And a chance to knock in close to 40 every year. As a premier baseball association first base, dude, I can't even get through it without laughing. Like, I'm literally going to put out a podcast of me reading a player off of every single okay. See how many people listen to listen, it. Listen, like- this this is my last one now because you had to go on and do that. So I apologize, folks, but I got to do one more. George Brett, first oh baseman gosh. at six foot one. George Brett is the first baseman for the Cologne Dom. Secretly, he wanted to play AKA for the Las the Vegas. He wanted to play for Las Vegas. Oh my but he's not getting an opportunity to. In his off time, George Brett prefers long walks on the beach and romantic candlelight dinners. Please give George Brett a call or swipe right on Tinder. All right. Ooh, it's so funny that my scouting report for George Brett is identical to that. So yeah, I told you. I, I have a pretty good scout. I have a pretty good scout. <laughs> checks out. Anyways, uh, this podcast, uh, the last 20 minutes. is horrific. Before. Just if you made it this far, like, I just want to say this. Wonky, if you wonky, made wonky. it, if you made it this far, Shame, I want you up? guys, I want you guys to do the emoji throwing up. So I know that you were actually forced to listen to this, this verbal vomit. Also, right? I would just like to say, um, thank you for making it this far. Yeah. <laughs> and, yeah, and absolutely. This podcast started with a parent stuff. Mike, do you have 15 minutes to do a podcast yeah. about all these and here we are, 35 later. minutes later. Uh, no, it's been an hour, sir. Oh, okay. All right. Well, that's all the time that I have. You're still um, married, right? Uh, maybe. That's maybe. all the time that I have. Uh, Mike, it was a pleasure once again. Uh, thank you for joining us on the PBA Poddammit podcast. We'll see you guys again real soon. Um, or maybe not.